so back in the day, I'm starting my sermon now. Uh, back in the day, well, it was actually only a few years ago. There was a, uh, a family that started attending this church. And while they were here, they seemed like legitimately nice people. But, you know, from the outside, the Lord has given me incredible discernment. People that know me know that I have actually somewhat decent discernment. Not by my doing, but by the Lord's. So I already thought that there was something off. And against my better judgment, they wanted to join my youth group. And I allowed them to do it. And it ended up being like the worst three years in my ministry experience. These people tore me down and my wife down. These people would act nice to our face and then behind our backs spread lies and gossip. They got people that have known us for years to start turning against us. And you wonder why. You're like, how? How could people that have known you for years turn against you? It's easy because instead of pretending like there's gossip going on, what they do is they go and they'll look at someone and they'll say, hey, have you noticed this? This is concerning. Isn't this concerning to you? And over time, what happens is that starts to eat on you. You start to be like, well, wait, maybe there is an issue. Maybe there is something wrong. They would take half-truths or full lies to spread about us. It was the worst time in ministry I have ever experienced. I wanted to quit. My wife wanted to quit. We would lay sleepless nights in bed in tears. It directly affected us deeply. My wife would go to the grocery store because she didn't want to cry in front of the kids and sit in the car and cry. It was terrible. I was so distraught that the only thing that I could do to get through it was to seek God diligently. Knowing that even though I was going through this and it had been a long time, three years, I knew God still heard my praise. He still heard my prayers. He was with me while I fasted. He saw my tears and eventually they were wiped away. I had to encourage myself in the Lord. He's what got me through it. I even came out on the other side a better leader and pastor. It was a miracle. My wife didn't think anything could change me. (laughs) In 1 Samuel... 31 through 6 it says and it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire if you're wondering why the words are weird because this is I took the King James version I only did it for this one scripture yeah I said King James version thank you <laughs> so David and his men <laughs> came to the city and behold it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep and David's two wives were taken captive Ahinoam the Jezreelitess and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite and David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. Oh, also, side note, in the King James it says spake, but I changed it to an O in my notes. <laughs> the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved. 
every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Now, the biblical context of what's happening here is that David, a while back, had been told that he was going to be king. So because David was told he was going to be king, he had to flee from King Saul because King Saul wanted him dead. He's like, I want to kill you. You can't be king. So David at this time was living in Ziklag. He had aligned himself with the Philistines, which is very odd because it's a former opponent that he defeated. He had nowhere else to go, so he aligned himself with the Philistines. The Philistines were preparing to go to battle with King Saul, and David and his men were actually going to join him. They're like, dude, let's do it. But they didn't fully trust David because since they had been enemies before, he could have turned against them. So David and his men go back to Ziklag, only to find that their entire city was burned down. Not only was their entire city burned down, everything was gone, even the women and children. So they came in, burned the city, and they're like, we're stealing your family too. Now all the people... All these guys that have been with David through all of this stuff decided to turn on him because they're hurting. They begin to grumble. They begin to talk about killing him. This man that they had committed their life to, they talked about killing because they had lost everything. David lost everything. He lost his wives. He lost his home and his men turned on him. But David knows where his strength comes from. First Samuel 30 Verse 6, and David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. Other version says strengthened. In times of trouble, David knew what would work. He did what would work. He encouraged himself in the Lord, knowing that God would be his comfort. He knew that God would be able to go through any problem he was facing. You know, we have to remember, I constantly have to remind myself, because some of the stuff you read in the Bible, you're just like, dude, that's what sounds crazy. (laughs) But we have to remember the people in the Bible really lived. And they walked the earth. And they were real people. They weren't superheroes. You know what? It always gives me comfort to know that God chose people, broken people, to show his glory. Because that means there's hope for me. All of these people, they all saw defeats in their life, and they've all seen victories. Now, we're going to look at some of the writings in Psalm to see how David sought the Lord. All of these are from David, since we're talking about David, and the titles do what David did. Psalm 59, 1 through 4. This was written while David was being pursued by Saul. It said, Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Defend me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of inequity and save me from bloodthirsty men. For look, they lie in wait for my life. The mighty gather against me, not for my transgression, nor for my sin, O Lord. They run and prepare themselves through no fault of mine. Awake to help me and behold. In this scripture we, that we see, even when David's faced with death, he still puts God, trust in God. And that's Psalms 59, 
No, that was the last one. But in Psalm 59, 16 through 17, it says, But I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning. For you have been my defense and refuge in day of my trouble. To you, O my strength, I will sing praises, for God is my defense, my God of mercy. David continuously praised God for what he has done and what he's going to do. In Psalm 63, 3 through 8. Because of your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with morrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches, because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. In these Psalms, we see that David praises God. He worships God. He prayed to him and meditated on the Lord. If you guys are going through anything that's overwhelming in your life, this is a perfect example of how to encourage yourself in the Lord. David lived his life that way. David lived his life encouraging himself in the Lord. This isn't the only time where David went to the Lord for things. Things in life are going to be overwhelming sometimes. You guys believe me? You guys want me to tell you a little secret? You're going to have problems in your life that at some point are going to feel unbearable. 100%. There's no denying that. You'll feel weak or worried. You'll feel alone at times. Even myself and I'm surrounded by people. There's times where I'm like, I'm all alone. Like nobody knows what I'm going through. Not even my wife. Because they're not in my head. I think some crazy things sometimes. Just like, oh, no one understands me. And some of you people out there, nobody probably really does understand. I'm one of those people. I fit in with you. Not everybody will experience the same problems. Or even understand what you are going through. But God always will. God's going to know your problems. He's going to be there with you. Now, some things could be family problems, marriage problems. It could be trouble with your children, trouble with your friends. Other things that you could be going through could be job-related. You could be worried about job security or how you're going to provide for your family. It just seems like there's a lot of that going on around now. These are very real problems that overwhelm people. There is not a single problem that somebody goes through that you could cast out and be like, how can that be overwhelming? Because you're not who the person is. It could be broken relationships. It could be death of a loved one. Any circumstance where you feel overwhelmed is the time to encourage yourself in the Lord. It doesn't matter. When you go through troubled times, that's what you do. Because that's the choice we're going to have to make at some point. You choose how you deal with it. Now, I love a lot of people. You guys know that I love. You know, I love all the people in this church. There's some people that uh, I love a little bit more, though. (laughs) 
Can you guys guess? Other than my family? Can you guess who? Well, no, no, it's individual people. It could be Pastor Matt. It's Gabe. <laughs> Gabe Kertunis. Me and Gabe have a special relationship. Like, I love this kid. He's an adult. I'm sorry, he's not a kid anymore. He's an adult. But we have a special relationship. And we have for a while. You know, it's not because of his parents. It's not because of any of that stuff. Gabe loves the Lord. He diligently seeks the Lord. He's got his own relationship with him. You know what one of the best things is? He rarely ever tells me no. So if I need something, like, you know how I had to fill in here? He was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so I was in Alaska. And I almost didn't get to come back. <laughs> I was talking to Pastor Matt, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. He's like, who's going to preach for you? It's like, Gabe's the only one. He was like, call him and ask. I was like, okay. So I call Gabe and he answers. And I was like, so Gabe, I need you to do me a huge favor. He's like, what is it? I need you to preach for me next Wednesday for the youth takeover. And I think he thought I was joking at first. <laughs> he was like, oh, what? no, not really. And I was like, dude, I'm serious. I'm 100% serious. I don't think I'm going to make it back. He was like, okay, I'll do it. He said, I was like, are you sure? He said, I told, always tell the Lord, God, whatever you need of me, I'll do. And if this is it, this is what it's going to be. <laughs> but I made it back. And I can definitely tell you that Gabe was encouraging himself in the Lord in that moment. Because being asked to preach to 200 adults and youth with less than a week's notice could be overwhelming, yeah. especially if you've never even preached to the whole church. He preaches in youth sometimes, but to not preach to the entire church, it's very nerve wracking. But Gabe was willing to do it and he was going to do it with the help of the Lord. Now, I don't know if you guys know, but every time I'm doing a youth takeover, I encourage myself in the Lord. Ask my wife. It probably gets annoying. I pick one song and I put it on repeat every time because I, you know, I like certain songs at certain times and I will listen to it on repeat and I will worship and I will pray and I will read my Bible the whole time because I need to encourage myself, the Lord, to do these things because preaching in front of a church to people is a huge task. You're speaking the words of God to people in their life. Funny side note, the second youth takeover I ever did was in the old warehouse. I'd already done one and it didn't seem too bad. And then the next one, about five minutes into worship, I got super nervous. My heart started pounding. My body got like started feeling red. Like, I mean, hot. My mouth got super dry instantly. And in my mind, I was like, well, this is it. I'm just going to go home. <laughs> right, ministry's done. I'm just going to go home. I walked to the back, got a drink from the water fountain. I was like, I'm just going to leave. And then finally, I just went to the front really quick, and I just worshiped for a second. My peace came over me, and I did fine. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, it gets nerve-wracking. That is a very overwhelming experience. Perfect time to encourage yourself in the Lord. But see, as Christians, we should take every opportunity to encourage ourselves in the Lord. 
even if something seems small, it might be a huge deal in your life. There's plenty of things my wife is like, you're being a baby to me about. (laughs) But to me, it's a big deal, okay? I'm a person too, Brittany. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) She's great to me. See, are you going to seek God? Or are you going to try to deal with the problem on your own? Come on, say that again. See, because oftentimes human instinct kicks in and we think that we should just handle it ourselves. I do it. I still do it sometimes. Now, typically what this can lead to is you getting even more distraught than you were before. In some cases I've seen people try to do it on their own. It doesn't work out, and then they get mad at God. They begin to worship less. They begin to not read their Bible. They neglect gathering with the church. It's a dangerous place to end up. It's almost happened to me because, you know, I forget to go to God sometimes because I'm like, I can do this. It can happen to anybody. You get in your feelings, and they're like, God, where are you? It's like, I've been here the whole time. You just didn't come to me. (laughs) We must seek God first. We need that encouragement. Now, if you're a Christian and you try to solve your problems without seeking him, it actually angers him. The Bible says that a man like this is cursed. Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8 says, thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness and a salt land which is not inhabited. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by waters which spreads out its root by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and it will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. God wants us to trust him and we should. Sorry, I drink so much water because he helps those that put their trust in him. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. If you want to follow David's example, then do what this verse says. These are things that David did when he encouraged himself in the Lord. 1 Samuel 38, 30, verse 8, not 38. So David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. See, David took his cares to God. He didn't just act on instinct. He didn't just decide to handle it himself, which probably would have been easier to just fly off the handle and do it. He asked God, And not only did he ask God, he waited for God's answer. If you're going through trouble, seek God for an answer and he's going to give you one. 
It's not always the answer you want. Sometimes it takes patience to get the answer, and sometimes it's in an instant. But God's in charge, so he does what he wants. Now, if David had tried to fight them without God's approval, he could have lost. But he sought God. Not only did God say that David would go and overtake them and recover and recover without everything without fail. That's a huge deal. To be able to get everything back. That means these people came and attacked, took their wives, their children, all of their stuff, and then just preserved it all. Didn't do anything. If you encourage yourself in the Lord, you will come out better on the other side. Hey, that's in my notes. Who said every time? Oh, yeah. It says every time. Every time I've had... It's really there. (laughs) I've been so overwhelmed that all I could do was seek God. I came out better. Every single time. Now... When we were going through all that stuff back in ministry a few a few years ago, like I said, it was one of the hardest times I've ever faced in my life. I fully trusted God. I was like, God, whatever happens, happens. I worked harder than I ever did before because I wanted to find no fault in me. I wanted people to not find fault in me. I began to be a better leader. I even started preaching better because through all of this all of this my relationship with God was growing. I was stronger, was more resilient. Instead of just saying I wanted to honor God with my life, I actually lived it out. My character changed. I had more growth in 3 years than any other time in my walk and God will be with you through your problems as well he went through it with me you know even during that time the youth group decreased in size dropped down to like 12 kids it'd be sometimes where there was nine kids on the other side of that my youth group our youth group has actually increased significantly. We started consistently having 30 kids. Then we started consistently having over 40 kids. And this last Christmas party that we had over there in the AMC, we had 57 youth over there. You will come out on the other side better. Don't look at your problem. Focus on God. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Just like David, not only did he succeed, he came out better than before. After David heard from the Lord and he said, go, David listened. 1 Samuel 30, 18 through 20. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives, and nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything they had taken from them. David recovered all. Then David took all the flocks and herds 
They had driven before those other livestock and they said, this is David's spoil. So not only did David recover all of his stuff, he took their stuff too. (laughs) He took all their their animals. That's what you got to do. And all of this is because he sought God first. If you want to encourage yourself in the Lord, here's some ways to do it, to do what David did. Cry out to God. Psalm. And just so you know, like all these psalms are what David wrote. I'm using the whole thing. I probably said that, but I want to make sure you guys understand. Cry out to God. Psalm 57, 1 and 2. Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me. For my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge. Until these calamities have passed by, I will cry out to God most high, to God who performs all things for me. There are many times where I'm so overwhelmed that I just lack the words to say sometimes. I just do. So sometimes what happens is I'll just be like, God, please. But sometimes louder. (laughs) And it gives me peace. In fact, when we didn't think we were going to be able to get back from Alaska, I kept looking at, uh, like every day I was looking at flights. I was looking at flights. And it was a Saturday. I was on the first, and I looked at flights for Sunday. And there was the only flights going out were flights that would go to Anchorage and then come back. And we were in Juneau, so it's the opposite direction. We'd be on a plane all day. And there was no seats together. So on Sunday, I look. I'm like, I'm going to look one more time. And I was like, God, please. <laughs> and I looked. And there was a flight that was going straight from Juneau to, to Seattle that wasn't there the day before. And it had five seats in a row across, all in the same row. But sometimes that's what it takes, just to cry out to God, like, please, God. He hears you. I mean, you you probably don't have to do it like that. It just makes me feel better when I do it. You could be like, God, please. But I put some emotion behind it. Meditate on the word. Psalm 1-2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. You can meditate on, on the word anytime. What you do is you just pick some scriptures and you repeat it to yourself all day. Constantly repeat it to yourself. Think of verses in the Bible that will give you comfort and strength. And go over repeatedly until they're deep in your heart. Because once they get in your heart, when you go to a different struggle in your life, God will bring those to remembrance. Psalm 29, 1 and 2. Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Worship the Lord. Sing praises to him. Bow down on the ground. Lay down on your face. Cry out. Sing. Cry. Just worship him. Put your focus on him and not the problems at hand. Because you guys know that's what worship does, right? You're you're, You're no longer focusing on this. You're directing your focus where it should be, and that's with God. 
Second Samuel twelve sixteen. David therefore pleaded with God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. Spend time fasting. Yes. Fasting is one of the best ways to encourage yourself in the Lord. Yes. Although it's really hard. Yes. It's really hard sometimes. I just don't, I don't know what it is, but there's something about not feeding your body that brings you closer to God. Yeah. Like neglecting yourself and you get closer to Him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not seven, saying going on like a seven-day fast. I mean, if you can, do it. But like, even like a day or a meal, yeah. whatever time that may be that you have set aside for God, do that. Psalm 86, 6 and 7. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplication. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon you, for you will answer me. Spend time in prayer. As a Christian, you should be praying. Seek God in prayer at all times. It's easy to pray. I mean, sometimes, I guess. It's not always easy to pray in front of people. But, like, in your mind, it's pretty easy. You just talk. I mean, for me, I just talk to God like like I would talk to you guys. Except for more reverence and more reverence with God. All of these were scriptures on how David sought the Lord. And if you need victory in your life, then be like David. Encourage yourself in the Lord, and you will find peace and rest. Bow your heads. Lord, thank you for this opportunity that we come together and worship you. Father, I pray that you just continue to strengthen and encourage us. God, help us to continue go through this uh, this week in our lives, just leaning and trusting on you, God. God, help us to be people of prayer. Help us to be people that meditate on your word. Help us to be fasting people. Lord, help us to grow closer to you. Help us to live out this word that we read. We thank you for that. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, don't forget to get your kids. Like to thank hey, you, we so thank much you so much for joining us today online. online. Today. I want to remind want to you, if you're you to not, like our Facebook page, follow Facebook, us on social like media. If you're on a regular YouTube, watcher of follow us Faith on Victory Online, would you please send friends. us a message? Because we want to get to know you. We want to be connected with you. Make sure you like and share this video. And we'll see you next week at Faith and Victory Church. We love you. Have a great day.